Welcome back. You are listening to Nate the Hate, and joining me today is my co-hosting mate, MVG. What's up, Nate? Great to be here, and thanks for having me back. Always great to have you. Be sure to like the channel and subscribe. And as always, we have a Streamlabs if you want to support the channel. And today we have a dedication to I Love Shulk's Abs, who gave $100. And they asked us, hey, Nate and MVG, I love the show. Let's dedicate the show to Shulk's Abs. And can we get them in the thumbnail, too? Oh, my question is, have you guys ever had a crush on a video game character? You can probably tell mine. Yes, we can. You clearly love Shulk. <laughs> Who's your uh, video game crush, Nate? Um, Goombas. I like crushing them. Yep. I was going to say something very similar to that. Goombas is, is a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's... I really enjoy crushing a Goomba. <laughs> so for today's video, kind of staying on that theme of crushing Goombas, is the rumored Nintendo Direct that is expected to air the morning of July 20th. So this coming Monday. And, you know, let's just dive right into it. Let's start with the big one. Do we see Breath of the Wild 2 at this upcoming Nintendo Direct? Well, Nate... I, as much as I want to say yes, I, I don't think we'll, we will see Breath of the Wild 2 at this show. And really because if they're going to show Breath of the Wild 2 at a direct, then it needs to have a, a date kind of attached to it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't think Nintendo is quite ready to, to basically commit to that. So I think at this time we will probably not see breath of the wild 2 at this direct but potentially we may see more of breath of the wild 2 later on in the year and i'm thinking along the lines of you know the game awards where we may see a trailer or may see more of that game but i don't think that this is the time right now to to show um you know breath of the wild 2 yeah, I think if they were going to show Breath of the Wild 2, especially in this upcoming Direct, they would have announced the Direct in advance because they would have wanted people to get excited and have the anticipation of, oh, a Direct's coming on Monday. What are they going to show? And everyone would have gotten that speculation and anticipation of, oh, Breath of the Wild 2 has to be part of it because we would have expected had they had their E3 Direct, you know, in it had the year been normal, that Breath of the Wild 2 would have been a big factor into that showing and the fact that nintendo didn't replace their june direct may have people kind of anticipating a little more than nintendo was going to deliver with this upcoming direct because again they didn't date it they haven't announced it ahead of time we're still operating as it is a rumor though it is going to happen on monday morning so is this going to be a shadow drop then i mean it has to be right based on what we know right now as of time of recording it it seems like it will be a shadow drop. I can't dismiss the possibility that maybe they announce it later tonight, mm-hmm. you know, Sunday evening to say tomorrow morning we're going to have a Nintendo Direct. But right now it seems like it's probably going to be a shadow drop. And usually when we have a shadow drop Direct, that typically indicates that they want to brand it as a Nintendo Direct Mini. Right. And that's really the only distinction between a general Direct and a Mini is that one is shadow dropped and one is given advance notice. But the quality of the show doesn't diminish due to that mini brand it's still always a pretty solid presentation because i think back to the march mini direct we had clubhouse games paper mario uh xenoblade chronicles had extra footage it was the first time nintendo really showed substantial gameplay of the pokemon expansion pack 
There were the third-party announcements from 2K with the Bioshock, Borderlands, and XCOM announcements. Like, overall, the March Mini Direct was solid. It mm-hmm. was a good showing. This one it just has a lot of build-up to it because Nintendo has been silent since March. So we have, what, we have a four-month time span here where we really haven't heard anything from Nintendo. So obviously people are going to come into the show saying, man, we have to see Breath of the Wild too. We need to see all these heavy hitters. And I think Nintendo's going to have a solid show, but it's not going to be the show people necessarily have built themselves up for. It's not going to be an E3 replacement. Right. So I know this is, you know, we're all speculating, but I want to ask you this question. Why do you think it's taken so long for Nintendo to come out with a direct, do you think it's it, it is just you know the the pandemic situation plus the kind of uncertainty about when things can get announced and released, or do you think you know they just basically this is a calculated move? And I think we talked about this in in some in some capacity with Jeff Grubb a couple of weeks ago that you know is this marketing genius or, or marketing disappointment? And you know, so what's your take on on, on the direct kind of delay? I think it's primarily due to the pandemic is that you had people working from home you really couldn't cut trailers you couldn't put together all the marketing assets and you couldn't coordinate with you know ncl in japan Mm. nintendo of europe and nintendo of america all at the same time to come up with these scripts to come up with the games that were going to be featured by reaching out to the studios in all parts of the world and just being able to piece together the show and if we really look at the situation worldwide the pandemic is more or less under control and you know i use that term loosely but it in japan they're going back to work they're back in offices yeah in europe they're mostly returned to the same though they i mean they still have a lot of regulations in place it's really just america that is still mm-hmm. really struggling to come to you know grips with this pandemic but when you have two key departments that are probably fully functioning at 100%, you probably have enough back at work at Nintendo of America. It's probably well within reason now to at least put together a Nintendo Direct Mini. Yeah. I mean, some of this could be reused footage or reused assets that they may have wanted to use for an E3 Direct, you know, maybe from some third party partners and a few things first party wise because there are some titles that we thought would have been announced by now that nintendo still hasn't detailed so maybe it's just finally like hey we have to talk about these because right now nintendo has no games dated paper mario was the last game dated for 2020 the game is now available and nintendo's lineup for the remainder of the year is vacant Mm -hmm. so they have to communicate with us so it does seem like they finally have the availability to air direct yeah and it's really it's really a necessity at this point they have to communicate with people to let them know we still have games coming out because microsoft and sony have been communicating with fans and consumers since may i mean they've come out with their own presentations microsoft is about to come out with a huge presentation in just a few days with the xbox series x software showcase and sony has had their playstation 5 state of play they have another show expected to come in august so if these two companies can put this all together, it's really time for Nintendo to start communicating us, you know, in some capacity. And this seems like a first step to maybe they're going to be returning to normal and maybe with a little more of a scheduled direct, but not necessarily. It doesn't mean we're going to get one in September and mm-hmm. October or anything like that. But 
it's promising that Nintendo is going to air something in the next couple of days. Okay. So let's kind of walk through what, what we think is is coming. So let's start with kind of the, the obvious ones. I think the first one has to be Pikmin 3. You know, we've, we've talked about this game before. We we believe we have you know good understanding that this game has already been completed and it's really just sitting in nintendo's back pocket waiting for them to unveil mm-hmm. at the right time so pikmin 3 is an absolute certainty to be at this show well i wouldn't say absolute certainty because nothing is certain at a direct <laughs> but it's probably like a 98.5 percent chance that we'll see pikmin 3 do, do you agree on that yes i'd be very surprised if we didn't see pikmin 3 at this direct because as we talked with jeffrey grubb a few episodes ago this was a title that was supposed to come out or at least be discussed way back in either late May or even early June. And right. now we're into the second half of July and we still have had no communication about the game. So if we come to this direct and it goes and we still haven't heard about Pikmin 3, then I would say Nintendo has made the conscious decision of saying, we're going to wait till spring 2021 to release this game, yeah. which... It just feels way too late for a Wii U yep. enhanced port because, I mean, at that point, you're entering the fourth, almost fifth year of the system. You can't be relying on Wii U enhanced ports that deep into the console life because that's really that's when you should be hitting your stride mm-hmm. and your first party developers are putting out new content. Like, that's we should be seeing Pikmin 4 in 2021, not Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Right, right. And then, of course, there is the Mario 35th anniversary stuff, which is something that is very highly rumored to be dropping at a a, a direct. And I, I guess this is <laughs> this is the one that we'll see more about the 35th anniversary collection. So let's let's kind of dig into this a little bit. So the Mario 35th anniversary collection. I guess would be considered, you know, Mario All Stars Two or whatever you want to call it. Now, does that include the 3D World stuff, or is the 3D World stuff, the Mar- the, the Super Mario 3D World stuff, the Wii U port, is that a separate thing, or is that part of this collection as well? 3D World Deluxe, we'll call it, is going to be a standalone release. Okay, so it, it will have new content, though. right? So do you think that 3D World and the 35th collection will be a part of this Direct, or do you just think one or the other, or, or what's your play here? If Nintendo really wanted to come out and say part of this Direct is about the Mario 35th anniversary, because if we look over the last week, we've seen a lot of 35th Mario anniversary product come out, be it the NES from Lego, just the Mario line from Lego, yeah. Jenga, Monopoly. So it seems like Nintendo has to talk about the 35th anniversary from Mario in this Direct. And you could put both games in this Direct very easily saying, this year is the 35th Mario. We have two Mario games coming out this year. The first is going to be the Mario 3D Collection or All-Stars 2 coming out in September mm-hmm. because that is the 35th anniversary of the franchise itself. And this is how we're going to celebrate it by giving you Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. And then later this year, let's say October, maybe early November, or hey, maybe even December. Nintendo isn't shy from dropping a game in December. We're going to release Mario 3D World Deluxe. It's going to be the Wii U game, but we've added new content. It's going to be $60. And, you know, that's a pretty easy way of just detailing the 35th anniversary and the two Mario games you have coming out this holiday that are definitely going to sell units. And then as we've discussed before, 
I fully anticipate that there's going to be a 35th anniversary limited edition branded Switch hardware bundle yes. available this holiday. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a that's a pretty good pick as well, and I, I would anticipate that. I mean, I think the only reason why they wouldn't do that is just for, you know, we've heard, heard about hardware shortages and things like that, but I mean, mm-hmm. I think we're well and truly past that, that point right now, but yeah, unless there was a reason they couldn't physically make a system like that, um, I would definitely expect to see an announcement of a limited edition system for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, we've seen them do... I think they did an all-red Mario bundle when Odyssey came out. Yep. So I fully anticipate them to do something for the 35th Mario anniversary, even if it's just a 35th logo on the dock itself. But I just don't see how they let that go by. And I 100% anticipate that we see both of these games announced in the Direct coming up because, I mean, we're, like, we're in late July, the 35th anniversary September. You really don't have that much time you know available to you you have to communicate this right now especially if you want pre-orders and all of that because i mean as we've said the 3d mario collection should be a big seller for nintendo this year it's an easy title that can move over 10 million units as long as the ports are you know show quality and enough work to them yeah it's gonna be something mario fans are gonna buy into because mario 64 is great mario galaxy is one of the best games ever and now you can play it in handheld mode you can play it docked that's exciting for a lot of Mario fans. And Nintendo usually does take proper care of their anniversary collections. They make it a spectacle. I love how you don't they... mention Sunshine, by the way. <laughs> Sunshine <laughs> is there for those who enjoy it. <laughs> and maybe it'll bring about a new generation of fans. We'll find out. <laughs> I, I still I still um, question how they're going to pull off the flood controls with, uh, with this new enhanced edition, but... You know, it, Nintendo. I mean, if if anything, they're creative enough. They'll come up with with some some way that that makes sense. I'm sure. Yeah, Nintendo. They are adaptable. They find solutions to these type of problems. And if they find a quality solution and it translates well to the game, you know, Bravo. I will try Sunshine again. I will give it a chance. I, you know, yeah. maybe it'll resonate more with me now than it did when I was a kid, but. I mean, Galaxy and 64 are my main interests of that bundle because those are two games I love and can still pick up and play today and say, wow, this is amazing. Do you think the 35th collection or the All-Stars 2 is $60 straight up with those three games or do you think it's it's reduced slightly? I think it's $60. I mean, it's still Nintendo. They know the the value of their property and they're not going to give us a discount. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and what about um, the uh, Nintendo Switch Online? Uh, do you think there's going to be Mario All-Stars kind of coinciding with that as well, dropping on Nintendo Switch Online, the Super NES stuff online? I think they get it, I think it gets announced at this Direct. I think they'll say, oh, and later this year, coming September, we'll also, we'll also release Super Mario All-Stars from the Super NES on Nintendo Switch Online. Stay tuned for additional details. Yes. They probably won't give a date. They'll just say coming in September because... I mean, that's another great collection. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that came out in the early 90s on the Super Nintendo, that Nintendo fully went back and remade or remastered so many, you know, Mario games at the time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's that's actually just a fantastic release. And when you think of the history of it, like, wow, yeah. you're so far ahead of its time when that game came out. Oh, absolutely. I mean you have to give Nintendo credit for Mario All-Stars. I mean, I think they, in, in many ways, they kind of introduced that idea of a collection 
you know, of games mm-hmm. to to video games. I mean, before that, I mean, sure, there's probably cases out there that they, that kind of bundled different games together, but that that concept is something that really Nintendo, you know, made their own and, and really just kind of set as a you know genre defining kind of part of video games. So I I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, and that's and that's the unique thing about the Mario All Stars Collection is that it wasn't just ROM dumps. Right, they went back and changed yep. the visuals, enhanced certain elements of it. And I mean, some people may disagree with this, but I would say my preferred version of Mario Brothers Three is the version you get in All Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I mean, sure, the NES version is uh, is legendary and iconic, but. You can play it on the Super NES with, you know, that, that fresh coat of paint, the Mode mm-hmm. 7 style graphics. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you want to play it on the Super NES where the, the experience is 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 absolutely perfect with that, you know, that polish of graphics as well. Right. And now let's get into two wild cards. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> we, it's been a while since we've heard from Metroid. The last time we heard about Metroid was when Nintendo announced the delay of Metroid Prime 4 and that Retro Studios was going to take it over. Now, I'm not going to say we're getting an update to Metroid Prime 4 at this Direct. It's way too early for that. But there are two other titles that have long been rumored, and those titles are Metroid Prime Trilogy and a 2D Metroid from the developers of Samus Return for the 3DS, Mercury steam or mercury system one of those two Mm -hmm. do we finally see one of those titles maybe even both get at least a trailer at this direct with a 2021 time frame slapped on it i think we definitely see one of those two you're right i I think metro prime 4 is not a part of this uh simply because it just seems like they're still very much in the middle of active development on the game. You know, we keep mm-hmm. hearing stories about Retro Studios picking up new uh, recruits and, and picking up new uh, talent from uh, from other parts um, of video games, of, of, from other companies. And I think they're kind of, you know, knee-deep in, in, in the middle of dev. But now the question is, well, we, we have a pretty good feel that Metroid will be at this direct. Which one is it going to be? I mean, I guess the easy easy thing to say is it's the 2D Metroid because you think, well, it's a 2D Metroid. That means the scope of that work is smaller, which means it's probably something that, that could be announced that's it's close to being done. But I'm going to go the other way. I, I think if, if, if Metroid um, does show up, I, I th- I'm going to say it's the uh, the Prime Trilogy. It's something that has been kind of rumored for a while. I mean, it's it's obviously something that has its roots from, I mean, from the GameCube, really. And then, you know, obviously the Wii. So for me, I would say the the Prime Trilogy is is what will will get announced at this Direct. But I want to hear your, your take on this. It's really difficult to choose between those two because the Metroid Prime Trilogy is clearly going to be used as a marketing tool as build-up to Metroid Prime 4. And since we're still uncertain when Metroid Prime 4 could potentially release, like it seems very unlikely it's releasing in late 2021. But hey, we don't know how the development flow is going on at Retro. Maybe they've made great progress and they can hit holiday 2021. But I'm going to operate under the assumption that Metroid Prime 4 is a 2022 release. Mm -hmm. So to me, that means Metroid Prime 4 really doesn't have to release until probably mid or second half of 2021. Though, hey, if you really want to release it in early 2021, you could. 
but I think that's a little later. So right now, we don't need to see it. Yeah. I think 2D Metroid is far deeper into development and that it could release in the first half of 2021. So right now is that perfect time to show us a trailer, just slap 2021 on it and get people excited that a 2D Metroid is coming because we've been waiting a long time for a Metroid game on this platform. And when there's rumors or official announcements that three Metroid games are coming to the Switch and we're now in 2020 and we haven't heard of or seen anything beyond just a logo for Prime 4, you know, you kind of start to question that. Yeah. So right now I would say we see the 2D Metroid, but I would love to see Metroid Prime Trilogy make an appearance in some form too, but I'm not going to be greedy. So 2D Metroid (laughs) is my expectation for this Direct. Yeah, I mean, it could go either way. I I guess for me, I'm thinking more technically that there's no reason why a Prime Trilogy shouldn't exist today because we know that Nintendo is very skilled at bringing GameCube and and Wii Wii ports over to to the Switch. We know about Super Mario Galaxy coming to the Switch as well. So, I mean, for me, this kind of fits in the same area that, look, there's really no reason why you can't bring these older games as a trilogy across. And look, I'm I'm not downplaying the development time for the Prime Trilogy. I think it would be significant, absolutely, especially getting getting the game running and with the appropriate enhancements that it needs on the Switch, including widescreen mode and things like that, running at 60 frames. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think now is the time. I think now is a time that we, we learn more about what's happening with Prime Trilogy. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out The Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Yeah, because whenever I think of the Prime Trilogy, I always think of how is Nintendo going to remap the motion controls of Metroid Prime 3 to the Switch? Yeah. Especially for like the Switch Lite, where you're only going to be playing with an analog stick. And yeah, you can do some you know gyro, but... There's a lot of full turns and a lot of full motion movement in Metroid Prime Trilogy. And I guess you could just remap it to the analog stick, kind of lose a little bit of the immersion. And I guess that would be their solution here. But, I mean, they do have some gameplay design obstacles to overcome. And, you know, I'm curious to see how they address it. Maybe we see it this week at the Direct. If not, I mean, we're eventually going to see the game. It exists. Yeah, right. It's a question of, you know, when, not if. And now another wild card. This is something I don't think a lot of people remember that in early 2020, which, you know, feels like years ago, Nintendo put out a teaser on Twitter for Splatoon. And in the image, it had 2020 written in the stars and it cast a shadow onto the ocean. 
that said SOS. And maybe it was warning us that the year wasn't going to turn out all that well. But I don't think Nintendo is, you know, Nostradamus. So if they were, in fact, teasing a Splatoon spinoff, which it did appear that they were because they ended a lot of Splatoon 2 content early. They stopped the Splatfest far more premature than most had anticipated. Mm -hmm. Do we see a Splatoon spinoff appear at this Direct? Yeah, I mean... I think we see some something from Splatoon at this direct. Whether it's a spin-off, a DLC, maybe maybe a tease for a new game, I'm not sure. I if I was to speculate, I mean I agree with you. I think that 2020 tease was was definitely calculated and something that they have been gearing up to announce and maybe, you know, with 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 the pandemic, it, it was something they were possibly hoping to do you know sooner rather than later earlier in the year but as it stands i would probably agree with you on this one nate that it's likely that we'll see some kind of spin-off of splatoon announced i don't know what that will be as far as what the game will be but yeah maybe it's it's a similar type of game with with new characters or um you know um or maybe it is a dlc add-on to splatoon 2 but i think you know the the type of tease that they showed doesn't really fit for a dlc it really fits for some kind of you know bigger announcement and yeah i'm I'm probably kind of leaning towards a um you know a spin-off kind of game yeah i would agree with that i think a spin-off i think it's far too soon for splatoon 3 and i don't see the need to throw another mainline entry onto the switch you're better off holding that for the first year of the switch's successor because they had great success throwing splatoon 2 in that first you know basically that launch window on the switch i mean the game is one of the best-selling games for the switch in japan it has worldwide appeal so if you do want to expand the life of the splatoon franchise a little bit on the switch make a spinoff just make sure it's quality which i do anticipate they would do because they're taking great care of the splatoon franchise so if we see a spinoff of that franchise appear at this direct it would not shock me i would love to see them do something I don't think it would come out necessarily this year. I think it would be another early 2021 tease mm-hmm. from Nintendo because, I mean, Nintendo has to start setting some expectation for what they have for early 2021 because, again, I mean, we don't know anything for the remainder of 2020. We don't know anything for early 2021. And they're going up against the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. They have to show we have the games. We already have a great catalog of evergreen software but we also have a lot of exciting stuff still coming. And as we I've already discussed, like you have the 3D collection, Pikmin 3, 3D World coming this year. That's speaking a lot to the Nintendo fan base. And you've had a lot of new buyers, you know, get into the Nintendo ecosystem due to Animal Crossing. And those titles are going to leverage that Nintendo fandom and lure in those new consumers saying, this is what made us great. Yeah. These games. So now you're going to buy into those, you know, this holiday, and then that's going to lead them into 2021, where hopefully we see Breath of the Wild 2 within the first six months. Yep. And you have these other types of software that we've kind of touched on, like maybe a 2D Metroid, a Splatoon spinoff. And all of a sudden, that early half of 2021 is sounding a lot better than what we got in early 2020, which, I mean, aside from... Animal Crossing, those first five months were pretty vacant. I mean, we really survived strictly on Animal Crossing and Clubhouse games. Yeah. Which, I mean, they're both quality games. There just wasn't a lot in terms of Nintendo output. So hopefully they're able to 
silence some of those fears going into early 2021 and demonstrate that they do have quality releases coming. We're not going to get all those details at this direct, obviously. They can wait until you know September, December to really talk about that stuff, but they have to at least communicate a little more of their output from Nintendo themselves. So I think that pretty much covers what we can anticipate from Nintendo at this direct. Mm-hmm. Which it doesn't sound too bad. I mean, yeah, maybe I Metroid. It's a pretty, pretty solid, you know, solid kind of showing from Nintendo. I, I think it's it's a it's not like top tier, you know, but it's it's mm-hmm. it's a good response, you know, statement to the questions yes. that have been asked, you know, yes. about yeah, what, what's, what's coming. Going. Yeah, and yeah, hey, this is what we have. This is what we have on the Beyond. We'll see Breath of the Wild two before this year ends. It just doesn't need to happen right now because the game's not coming out this year. We don't know when it is actually coming out. Even if it, like, let's assume it comes out in May 2021, they can wait till the game awards, drop a trailer there, get all that excitement. Right. Use, you know, use that as a launch pad and just continue to build momentum leading up to it. Right now, it's probably a little too early to really get into that marketing flow of Breath of the Wild 2. But as we've said before, I still anticipate Nintendo has a one more announcement for 2020's holiday release. Yeah. I any, any I don't speculation? know if it comes. No speculation yet cuz I don't think it's going to be at this direct. What about F0? What about this rumored F0 title that we've yes. we've been seeing on Twitter? We have seen that go on Twitter. We've seen the people use the user the email and password cheat to say, "Oh, look, it is tied to Nintendo. It's the same account that's tied to the Splatoon account." And I know people saying, oh, this must mean they're going to announce it soon. No, it doesn't. This really doesn't mean anything. All we really know is that it was a vacant account since March 2020 or was April 2020. And that's really all we have. Because if I could make an account and just name it XYZ, if no one follows it and I don't follow anybody and I leave it there for six months, I can then change the information I can put in a fake email and once you see these rumors kind of go on, you say, oh yeah, I forgot I had that account. Now I'm going to fake this information and I'm going to troll people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunately, it's too easy to do that. I mean, yes. I, I'm, I'm probably after the show, Nate, I'm probably going to register Nintendo Land 2 and just do exactly the same thing <laughs> and see how much um, hype I get from that. You know, why would you, why would you do that to us? <laughs> We want Nintendo Land 2. We want the fireworks. <laughs> we do. We do want the fireworks. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say Nintendo didn't get this account to secure the social media channels for the possibility of a future F-Zero. Because, I mean, it is a franchise we all want to see come back. But there's not going to be an F-Zero game in this direct. Yeah. It, it, it seems, you know, remember last year we had that thing where people were looking at at Nintendo's unlisted videos uh, on their mm-hmm. playlist. I mean, this is very similar to that. It's it's kind of speculation. And uh, look, there's probably someone out there that's making these these Twitter handles and is trolling us. But yeah, I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't. Th- I, I, we're not saying that F Zero won't ever come to the Switch, but this seems like it's it's um, something that's been you know it's it's being manufactured by someone versus real. Yeah, and we just saw this happen with Microsoft. We yep. had a real Fable account, and then somebody made a fake Perfect Dark, and they came out saying, "Yeah, I made this. I changed my information, and you know, you all fell into it." He's like, "All I did was follow Ken Lob, 
He's like, and everyone assumed that I was the real Perfect Dark account. He's right. like, I'll give the account to Microsoft, but that's how easy it is to trick people. Yeah. And I mean, it's fun for speculation of, oh, could we have a new F Zero? Because I mean, the last F Zero came out, I think it was like 15, 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, and it was developed by Sega, a yep. team that no longer exists within Sega. And I don't even know who Nintendo could give it to to make a quality F Zero at this point. We know they reached out to Criterion during right. the Wii U generation, and they're like, no, we don't want to make an F Zero game. And I know a lot of people will say, give it to the development team who did fast, you know, fast racing fast RMX. RMX. Yeah. And I mean, I I enjoy the games they make. They are technical wizards. They are a small team of like ten, and they do some amazing output. But no. They can't make an F Zero game because yeah. Fast Racing RMX is closer to a wipeout in I, terms I, of overall control and style. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. So yeah, I'm not anticipating anything from F Zero at this direct. But now let's get into some of the third party stuff because there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to third party and the Nintendo Switch because we still have games that were announced for the platform that still lack release dates, and yep. one of the biggest of them is Doom Eternal. Well, I mean, I think I think the unknown will become known because I'm pretty confident that Doom Eternal will get a date at this direct. I mean, I think it's time. You know, we've seen some some more press clippings and and, and articles coming out from both ID and Panic Button saying that things are progressing really well and we can't wait to show you what we've got. And you know, for, for a while there, there was radio silence. You know, there was probably about three months of radio silence after Doom Eternal had come out, and people were wondering, well, when when is the Switch version coming? Is it in development hell? Is there any technical issues? Why you know we haven't heard anything about it? But no, I think I think um, now is the time where we'll see we'll see more of the gameplay running on the well, we'll see the gameplay running on the Switch, and we'll see a a date, and probably around that September time time frame as well. I would imagine. Yeah, I'm anticipating Doom Eternal now to come out late September, yeah, Halloween maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah, early to mid October. I mean, it's an it's unfortunate that originally this game was supposed to be a day and date with the PlayStation Four and Xbox One versions way back in March, and to see it had to end up getting delayed seven to eight months. Yeah, it's disappointing because it was kind of that promise that finally we have that big third party game releasing day and date on the Switch with the other platforms, and you know, it just was not to be. The the problem but, with the problem there is is that when you've got a when you've got a company that's working on you know the mainline game and then you've got a another company that's working on the port of that game if there's any changes that get made to the mainline game the mm-hmm. the company has to kind of pivot quickly and unfortunately it meant that you know Doom Eternal got delayed initially i think it was supposed to come out in november or october last year and then it got pushed to you remember to to february so you know those types of things a significant delay means that panic button had to really pivot and then come come back and 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 sit down and figure out well we have to incorporate these changes that this delay had caused so you know that's that's going to push our timeline back and that's really unfortunately the part of the porting process that you know really affects you know release dates and stuff yeah but you know at least it's still coming i know a lot of people have forgotten the game even came out for other platforms maybe that'll work to the switch's benefit because you know it might be feel like oh yeah sweet doom eternal i mean i haven't played it yet i've been waiting for the switch version because i thoroughly enjoyed doom 2016 on the switch it was my preferred way to play the game which i know people say oh my god it was only 30 frames a second 
it was fun. I enjoyed playing it in handheld mode. I, you know, so I want to play Doom Eternal that same way on the Switch. So yep. I'm one of a lot of people, I'm sure, who have been waiting for this release. And the second they slap that date on it, we're going to be ready there with our, you know, with our money in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll double dip for sure. I, I love Doom and I love the Switch and I want to play it portably. So, and I definitely want to check it out from a technical standpoint. So, yep, for sure. And then we have Bravely Default 2. We had a demo come out earlier this year. I believe it was right after the March Mini. And they said they were going to take a lot of feedback from the player to make changes to the full game. And I know a lot of people are still anticipating that it's going to come out this year. Nintendo still has a 2020 date slapped to it. And originally, some people thought maybe it was going to be like an August or September release for for Bravely Default 2, kind of replacing the Fire Emblem or Project octopath traveler release window and i'm kind of thinking that maybe the game gets pushed to 2021 because there was a lot of player feedback that they had to address and if they really took the feedback to heart and wanted to address these criticisms i just don't see how they could possibly have had the game ready in such a limited amount of time yeah i i agree with you on this one i think it is definitely a part of the show it's probably going to get a date, but that date will be 2021. But exactly based on, on what you just said, I think you know they had to go back and and listen to the feedback that they got from the demo, and you know the changes that they're incorporating probably aren't going to make the cut this year. But yeah, I would I would anticipate that this does get a mention at this direct, and yeah, I mean it, it does get a date. It, now the date may not be a, a locked in firm date, but it may say you know they may say coming March 2021 or February 2021 or something like that. Yeah. So let's jump into some of the third-party developers by company and say, well, what could we anticipate from them? Because mm-hmm. when I was looking at the March Direct, it was kind of curious when I'm watching it. I was like, well, we had 2K here. Then we had Atlas here. We had Capcom. We had Square. I'm like, okay, these are kind of the known entities who seem to be at every direct yeah so we could probably anticipate things from them at this one so let's start with sega Mm -hmm. sega has continued to say we want to talk about sonic every single month of this year they've had to delay certain times due to you know various circumstance but it's usually around the 20th of each month where they want to communicate new information about their you know the sonic franchise and what a coincidence. <laughs> the Nintendo Direct is on July 20th. Right, right. So now I could also take this another way. Microsoft's event is on July 23rd. And Phil Spencer did come out this week saying, I'm confident with what we have to show when it comes to Japanese support. Mm-hmm. But I don't think a new Sonic game makes sense to debut at an Xbox showcase when the Sonic franchise does so well on you know Nintendo's audience. Yep. So why not show the next brand new Sonic game during this direct yeah i i think sega will have a presence at this show i don't know if it's going to be a new sonic game nate uh, I, I i hope it is but i keep <laughs> i keep thinking about like a, a sonic adventure collection where they basically okay. just you know bundle sonic adventure one and sonic adventure two as a as a double pack and and you know do all the the appropriate modernization of, of those games make them run mm-hmm. And look good it was best as they could on on the switch and and set set as a bundle but hey if we're getting a new sonic game that's not sonic forces 2 i'll be very very excited 
either way. <laughs> but if you ask me what what I think Sega will show, it they're going back to their catalog, and I think they're gonna they're gonna unveil Sonic Adventure One and Two. Now, do you think they would be full on remasters of the games, or do you think it could be potentially just releases of the Dreamcast versions? Because we have heard Sega say they've yeah. gotten Dreamcast games up and running on Switch hardware, and I mean those are both Dreamcast games. Yep. Maybe maybe they announce just Dreamcast support for the platform, and they're going to release some of these games digitally on the eShop, where we could have the original Sonic Adventure 1, Sonic Adventure 2, Skies of Arcadia release. Or do you think if they do just a Sonic Adventure collection, it's going to be closer to the Shenmue collection where they're going to go back and spend some quality time? Because they did do HD versions of Sonic Adventure on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And I mean, I'll be frank, that HD version of Sonic Adventure is terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean... M2 it was a developer that, that came out and said that they, they've successfully gotten Dreamcast games to run on the Switch. So, I mean, if you ask me what I think this is, I, I think it's pretty much just going to be, I don't, I don't want to say straight port, but it's going to be a, a port with, you know, HD enhancements. So, and it could be definitely, it could be something that may get shadow dropped as well. This is like a shadow drop thing for me that they they mm-hmm. may kind of unveil this but um yeah i mean you know we, we keep hearing that dreamcast is running on the switch it's 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 doable it's it's technically achievable so i think this is you know what what, what we start to see so you mentioned shadow drop and i just remembered that during the march mini though not directly sega related though it is a sega property mm-hmm. and a dragoon shadow dropped That's after true. a mini so sticking with the sega theme could this has been announced we haven't seen it yet though could we see forever shadow drop house of the dead on switch after this direct i forgot about that game uh yeah i mean that's that's a really good pick nate i mean my only question about house of the dead is again it goes back to controls (laughs) i mean are you gonna just like use the touch just to touch the monsters i mean that doesn't seem like a very challenging kind of game but I am interested to see how they pull that off. But I mean, yeah, I mean, we have heard about House of the Dead and maybe that's the next game that, that gets shadow dropped. That's that's a good pick. I mean, I guess you could do gyro aiming. I mean, it doesn't have all the finesse yep. of a light gun, but I don't know how else you overcome that, you know, the, that aiming obstacle. I mean, you can use the analog stick, but that response time is going to be so much slower yeah. than the light gun. And I mean, I'm curious as how they really do handle this, you know, House of the Dead for a Switch release. But wow, if that would shadow drop, I mean, it would definitely have my interest. Mm-hmm. I'd probably walk away disappointed. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'd definitely, you know, hand over a few dollars to play because I, I love that franchise. And it just seems like maybe that could fit the theme that we've seen with the previous mini and going into this one, another forever, you know, drop of a Sega property. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would only expect from Sega, like, you know, maybe a Sonic game or t- something like that. How about Atlas? Atlas just released Catherine Full Body on the Switch. And Atlas was one of the early supporters of Switch, dating back to the January 2017 event where they announced Shin Megami Tensei V. Is and it we time? Have, Is it time? It has to be time. It has to be. <laughs> we haven't seen the game in three years. Yeah, right. Three and a half years, we yeah. haven't seen the game again. And Atlas doesn't even acknowledge the game's existence. Yeah. It has to be shown at this 
right? It has to be. Right. I, I agree. But the question is, is it 2021? Because, I mean, you think it, oh, it can't man. be this year. No. Yeah, I, I, I no agree. Way. So then the question is, do they just show Shimigami Tensei Five and maybe slap on a coming 2021 at the end of it? Or do they kind of lock in a, a more kind of solid time frame? It's tough to say because I'm torn on it to the point of I want it to be at this direct. It makes sense timing-wise for it to be there. But then the Tokyo Game Show is still going to you know be functioning in some way. Yeah. It's Atlas. They're primarily you know Japanese-focused. Maybe they just wait two more months and they show it on their time. And we don't see it at the direct. But the game has to be shown this year. It has to be. Yeah. The direct is a great time for it. But I'm kind of siding with maybe they wait for the Tokyo Game Show. Maybe Nintendo will have another direct mini around then, you know, in the second half of September, just to show a little more of the Japanese support. But like, come on, Atlas, it's time. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I guess the other thing that you can't rule out is, you know, Persona 5 on the PC. Is it, is, will, will we see Persona 5 on the Switch? Maybe this is the time where they'll um, unveil that. No. Am I, am I fanboying too much now? I probably yeah. have. A little too much fanboying going on right there. <laughs> I still think it comes down to that Sony exclusive clause. Yeah. They allow those games to go to PC. They're fine with it as long as they have console exclusivity. Because, I mean, we just saw Persona 4 Golden go to Steam. It sold, what, like half a million copies in a week. Mm-hmm. You know if that game came to Switch in the same state as the PC version for $20, it would probably sell half a million copies yep. in 10 days. And... I mean, people say Atlas and Sega, they don't like money when it comes to the Persona franchise. No, they like money. It's just that Sony has power and they're not going to let it leave their platform. And I mean, I would love for Atlas to come out in this direct and just say we're shadow dropping Persona 4 Golden on the eShop after this presentation because that would probably break the internet. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think that's a little, that's fanboying a little too hard. We fanboyed with our expectation that a Metroid game is going to be at this direct. Yeah. So that's probably enough fanboying <laughs> for one direct prediction. True. Uh, Capcom. They've been big supporters of the Switch, even though people will argue that the support hasn't always been quality. Yeah. But we've had the rumor of a brand new Switch exclusive Monster Hunter game for a couple of years now. Capcom has kind of alluded to it a couple times when talking to investors. I don't know if it makes this direct, but I do think it gets announced this year. You think if it's not, it's a, again another Tokyo Game Show type tease yes. or reveal? Yeah, yeah. I think it would be like a Tokyo Game Show because the, the franchise still remains really Japanese oriented, except for Monster Hunter World, where Capcom made the conscious decision to make it appeal to the Western audiences. And it was a gamble for them. A lot of people dismissed Monster Hunter World when it was unveiled. They said, oh, this game's going to bomb. Yeah. And the game became, I believe, the best-selling Monster Hunter game in the entire franchise for Capcom. It's moved well over 10 million units, which is nothing short of astonishing for such an IP. But I think this version has to go back to the series' roots because as well as Monster Hunter World did, it didn't do huge numbers in Japan. It did all all of its success really came from Europe and North America, I think with the Switch version, they want to bring back that 
you know, that local play that mm-hmm. made Monster Hunter such a big deal on the PSP. So if they return to Roots, I think it's best to be, you know, demonstrated around the Tokyo Game Show. So I don't think we see Monster Hunter at this direct. It's probably a little too big of an announcement, but I do think Capcom shows up with a port. I think they show up with, Cap- with uh, Devil May Cry 4. Yeah, I mean, they've been, they've been kind of on the port bandwagon on the Switch, you know, the Resident Evil games. So, yeah, I mean, I think DMC4 is, is a good pick to to have at this show because they've been, you know, those ports have been so successful. I would personally like to see, and I don't know if this is something that they'll even ever get back to based on the first game, but I want to see the Onimusha parts two and three get uh, unveiled for the Switch because that first game was really good, but I think they were kind of banking on how well the first game did and and I'm not sure if it if it did as well as they had anticipated but um yeah for me dmc4 is, is definitely a good pick and and one would that would 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 get uh some pretty pretty big hype at as a, a um at a uh an event like this for sure yeah i'd love to see them return to the original onimusha trilogy because those are fantastic games and we haven't seen them release on any other platforms since like you know the playstation 2 we had the first one come over in january 2019 and it looked like maybe Capcom was going to make it like an annual thing that, you know, in 2020, they would have brought Onimusha 2. Yeah. Nothing happened. And as you said, I do think they were looking at the performance of the first title as a barometer of interest for the franchise. And I would have to agree. I don't think sales necessarily hit the point that they were anticipating with Onimusha 1 HD. I really enjoyed playing it on the Switch, especially in handheld mode. It surprisingly was a great pickup and play game which yeah. is kind of shocking when you think it was a playstation 2 console experience and it was only a few hours long i mean you can beat onimusha 1 in about five hours right and devil may cry 4 or the devil may cry games in general also make for great pickup and play because the chapters are relatively short so you can you know come in play a chapter save put your switch in suspend and come back at a later time and devil may cry 4 especially if they do the special edition that came out on PS4 and Xbox One where they included playable characters Virgil, yep. Lady and Triss. It's really a much better package than the original PlayStation 3 Xbox 360 release. Yeah. And you bring that to Switch for $20, I'll pick it up with, I mean, I already have Devil May Cry 1 and Devil May Cry 3 on the Switch. I would gladly add Devil May Cry 4 because I know some people really didn't like the game. I love it. I thought Nero was a good main character. And then, you know, halfway through the game, you get to play as Dante. Mm-hmm. And he's just so powerful. He just destroys those demons because he's a badass. It's a lot of fun. And Virgil is a ton of fun to play in Devil May Cry 4. Especially if you have, and if you haven't played the special edition yet of this game, if like if your first go would be on the Switch, yep. it's a great entry title even. Yeah. So I think we see Capcom announce that during the Direct and probably... I don't think it'll be a shadow drop, but I'd see them date it and maybe release it before the end of of September. Yes, I I would agree. Uh, Square Enix. They have had an appearance at most directs in some form. I mean, they gave us Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, Final Fantasy IX, X, XII. You know, let's continue that trend. What are we going to see from Square Enix beyond Bravely Default 2? Well, I'll tell you what we won't see. Final Fantasy VII Remake will not come out for the Switch. <laughs> Let's let's take that off the table. 
Right. Are you sure? But yeah. pe- people keep telling me it can run. It's Unreal Engine 4. No, it, it's not happening. It's not <laughs> happening. It's not happening for, for multiple reasons. That, that That is a technical discussion that is kind of out of scope of, of this one. But it, it's, it, it, would be, it would be great to see, but uh, there's just no way given limitations of of cartridge size and and nan size and and processing and all sorts of stuff but i do i do think that we will see and nate you've you've mentioned this before life is strange collection yes i on i 100% anticipate we see life is strange 1 2 and before the storm get announced for the switch at this direct and they will release before the year is over i'm not really sure you know i couldn't predict what month but i do think they will be announced at this direct because it's it's time to bring that franchise to switch we've seen the developer bring over some of their other titles like vampire so why not bring over the franchise that really made your company known yep with Life is Strange. And Life is Strange 1 is a fantastic game. The story is incredible. The cast of characters will immediately draw you into the game. The soundtrack is phenomenal. And the Switch is the perfect platform to play a title like the Life is Strange franchise. And, I mean, it's on every other platform. It's on PS3, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS4. It's on mobile platforms it's time to bring it to switch because this is the perfect home for such a franchise. Yep. Totally agree. And I think everything that you said, I I totally agree with it's the switch is, is the perfect system for that style of game. And I, you know, I, I loved life is strange one and I'll definitely double dip on this one. Yes. Now, one thing we have seen from square Enix go around in recent days is the rumor of the ultimate tomb Raider experience. And there was a fake image that circulated that showed Tomb Raider from like the late PS2 era, Tomb Raider from early PS3 before the reboot, and then the Lara Croft adventures of top-down game. And the fake image tried to say, oh, it's going to be the ultimate collection of all these different Tomb Raider games. And they listed Stadia, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch as platforms. Yeah. I don't think that... I don't think that product exists in that form. I agree. The product itself is the product itself exists. We have the trademark for it. But it's not going to be this collection of like nine or twelve different Tomb Raider games. Yeah. At best, it's the reboot trilogy that comes to these platforms. And I mean, there's no reason they couldn't come to Switch. I guess you could say card size could potentially pose an issue. Or and it's because of the word experience. It's not ultimate edition, which would say, okay, that would convince me right there that it's just the trilogy coming to, you know, being released in a single package. Right. Experience makes me think it's like a VR game right. and it's not going to switch it's for like arcades or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we see whatever that Tomb Raider game is at this direct. It's just something about it just stand. It, doesn't click with me something makes me hesitant to even believe it's a game i think so too tomb raider yeah i mean will we see tomb raider on the switch yes i i I think so but we won't see what this you know type of of Mm -hmm. you know leak or whatever you want to call it 
fake thing is is supposed to be there are so many look there's a ton of tomb raider games out there like there's lots of them and there are a lot of bad tomb raider games so if you're going to bring tomb raider to the switch you have to be very careful about which ones you know you consider and i just i just can't see this one being real now one company we do see often though they always seem hesitant to really bring their games to switch for some reason though they would always find success and a lot of the games always get late ports is bandai namco and they brought dragon ball fighters to switch i think it was like nine months after the other versions and earlier this year we had dragon ball kakarot released on ps4 and xbox one now we're right in the same general time frame that it took for them to announce fighters for switch in relation to when fighters came out for the other platforms do you think we could see dragon ball kakarot get announced for switch at this direct no, I don't think that's that's a part of this direct. Um, and only only really, I'm saying that on feel. Like to me, it doesn't feel like this is the right time. I would say we we will see more from from Bandai Namco, but I'm thinking it's more Tokyo Game Show timeframe. Okay. Now, one game I do hope we see from Bandai Namco is a title that hasn't had a release in over a decade. It is Klonoa. Dude, I love Klonoa. We saw the trademark in Japan that kind of hinted at they're going to do something. And I think now it now is the time to throw Klonoa into a direct. I don't want them to wait for the Tokyo Game Show. Mm-hmm. I want to see Klonoa come to Switch. I don't care if it's just an HD version of the Wii game, which was a remake of Klonoa Door of Phantom Isle. Yeah. HD that game, because it was phenomenal on the Wii. Nobody bought it, because it's Klonoa. Yep. But give it another chance. Yeah, I mean, we did see Mr. Driller get unveiled at the last mini, or direct mini. You know, Mm -hmm. they did trademark Klonoa, Mr. Driller, and Splatterhouse, I don't think Splatterhouse is a part of, of this direct. I don't I don't know what Splatterhouse is. Um, maybe it's something that's more Halloween themed, but it's definitely not part of this. But Klonoa, yeah, I mean it. It's a it's an outside chance. There's no doubt about it. But they, it, they may they may tease something with Klonoa at this direct. Let's hope that's a franchise that really deserves a second chance out there. I guess a third chance because the second chance was on the Wii and yep. people ignored it, but. Give it a chance, Namco. Bring Klonoa back. And now, we should have mentioned this one during the Sega segment, but that's it just came into my mind now. We've seen discussion where the announcer from Super Monkey Ball said he has recorded new lines for a new game. And we've seen Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz come to the Switch, and everyone was kind of like, why would you remake that one? Why didn't you remake Monkey Ball 1 and 2? The two games people, you know, liked mm-hmm. because of monkey target and monkey bowling not banana blitz where it has a bunch of mini games and you had to remove a bunch of them because the game was originally designed for the wii and you know it added jumping and there's a lot more rails on the course design and such so could we see a brand new super monkey ball at this direct yeah i mean that that tease you know that rumor that we heard from the the voice the voice actor is interesting it he did say that you know there's something cool in the works right now 
So yeah, I mean, again, definitely an outside chance, but I could see Monkey Ball coming to the Switch and I, I think that would be a, a really cool announcement for sure. So yeah, I mean, can't rule that one out, you know. Yeah, I would love to see the return of Super Monkey Ball because I bought Banana Blitz because I kind of accidentally and mistakenly thought it had monkey target right and i was like oh i can't wait to play monkey target and then i realized it's not there <laughs> yeah and i'm like son of a i'm like i can't play monkey target which is one of the greatest mini games in mini game history it was so much fun flying that on the dole banana ramp mm-hmm. and landing that perfect hundred point shot and i was like well, that sucks. I, I, I can't even play the best mini game. Yeah. So I went through the campaign. I mean, banana blitz is, it's a good monkey ball. It has, you know, but it included boss battles. Right. And the course design wasn't as challenging as what you saw in monkey ball one and two on the GameCube. Yeah. It had had rails and stuff, right? Yeah. (laughs) It was just weird. Like the jumping allowed you to recover from mistakes more easily. Yeah. Whereas those original two games were just brutal. They, punished you and that was the appeal of the game was that the stage would destroy you but you'd pick up the controller and say no i'm not quitting until i beat this stage you're not getting the better of me and i want to see those two games come back if they make a new monkey ball please go back to the roots don't continue on the trend that you did with every new entry dating back to like they made one for the psp P, I think, or the PS Vita, mm-hmm. where I think every stage had rails. You couldn't die. Yeah. And that destroys the essence of Monkey Ball. I agree. So I don't know if we'll see a Monkey Ball at this, but I have hope of an HD version of 1 and 2 making an appearance. Maybe, I'm sure this year we probably hear of something from the franchise, though. Um, I'm trying to think of any other third party companies that could make an appearance. Um, Virtuos, do we see them with a Take Two or a Square? game yeah from them. I, I think i think we'll see what's next from virtuos they obviously you know the outer worlds is wasn't wasn't a particularly great port <laughs> but they are working on a patch but yeah i mean i definitely think we'll we'll see what's next from virtuos now speculating what that will be it's very hard to say because a lot of the i'll say the the you know the low-hanging fruit has already been picked over pretty well but there is that back catalog of Xbox 360 titles that you can really, you know, jump into and and think about porting over to the Switch. And I think a lot of those would convert over quite well. So, yeah, I mean, is it time for Grand Theft Auto, you know, to, to, to make a, an appearance? I, I'm not sure if, if, that's, if that's something that I put 100% faith into that we'll see on the Switch, but... On the flip side, why wouldn't you want to port Grand Theft Auto over to the Switch, right. you know? Grand Theft Auto Five is an interesting one because it's a game that, that they had intentions of bringing Grand Theft Auto Five to Switch, and they just, they've hit a lot of obstacles. One of the bigger obstacles was game card size. Yep. At the time, 32 gigabyte was a lot more expensive than it is now. They needed a 32 gig card or even a 64 gig and Nintendo wasn't going to subsidize cost. And they also hit some technical issues with Grand Theft Auto Online. And that's really the money bringer for you know that franchise right now is Grand Theft Auto Online. So bringing Grand Theft Auto V without GTA Online is really only giving you know half the package. And that wouldn't serve 
their interest, especially at Rockstar. Yeah. They want those microtransactions. They want you playing GTA Online. So it's really, it's tough. If they were able, to, if they have overcome those obstacles, there's really nothing preventing them from bringing GTA Five over. I mean, we know they're bringing it to PlayStation Five. What if it's more of a testing the waters scenario where they they announce mm-hmm. GTA Five? single player only they bring it to the switch and you know if it sells over x million number of copies which you damn well know it will then they'll <laughs> kind of commit to um the online portion maybe i mean at the same time if you want to bring a rockstar game over they have such a vast back catalog of games i mean we saw yeah. them do la noir of all games la why la noir so could you just say hey let's get red dead redemption one on mm-hmm. switch it yeah. would probably sell but at the same time if you're doing that for the switch you'd say why not just do a full-on remaster for the other platforms like we're definitely not going to see like a switch exclusive rockstar game right i do think we'll see another rockstar project come to the switch in time whether it's grand theft auto 5 or maybe somehow they were able to get red dead redemption 2 through scaling and you know compromises yeah. on the switch maybe you see that announcement i mean it's been over a year now i think that's a little too big for you know for the switch just in general and scope file size etc but i mean i wouldn't be surprised to see rockstar bring another game to switch la noir its profit margins were in line with the playstation 4 and xbox one version even if the switch version did sell less but you know, we'll we'll find out. Virtuos is a tough company to really yeah. predict. Yeah, but, I mean, they could pull anything out, like from left field. You know, some yeah. some obscure three hundred and sixty game that none of us really think about very often that right. they could they could bring. You know, now the last company I want to touch on, and I'm going to touch on them now because they just had an event with the Ubisoft Forward, where they touched on a lot of games that they have coming out in the next few months into early next year, but all of the games they really mentioned were for playstation 4 xbox one and for next generation consoles they really they didn't show anything for switch mm-hmm. and that's ubisoft yeah so one game we know is coming to switch is gods and monsters and this is a game we have not seen since last e3 it wasn't at the ubisoft forward event i think it makes an appearance at this direct but it has undergone starlink treatment and by that i mean we're going to see Pit mm-hmm. and elements of the Kid Icarus franchise get implemented into Gods and Monsters exclusively on the Switch. It's a pretty hype announcement to make, especially, you know, Gods and Monsters is is one of those franchises that, you know, it's people know about it, but it's not hasn't really been blasted on social media, I guess, the way that maybe Ubisoft has anticipated. A lot of people don't even know what the game is. They've heard of, heard of the game, but they don't know what kind of game it is. But all of a sudden now, if you throw in a couple of characters that are very familiar to people, then mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a very smart move. And, and yeah, I mean, I think it is time that we saw more of Gods and Monsters at, at a direct, absolutely. Yeah, because when I think of Ubisoft, there's really nothing else I could see them at this direct make an announcement of. I know people will say, well, what about mario rabbits 2 nate why mm. wouldn't that be at the direct ubisoft uh, would want to hold on to that until an ubisoft forward event yeah they would want to make that their big you know announcement so yeah. there's no reason to really waste that at a direct gods and monsters has been announced throw in some of that you know kid icarus elements give the new ip 
something to stand out from because Starlink was a new IP. People generally didn't care about it. Nintendo, they, you know, Nintendo says, we're going to add some Star Fox content. Ubisoft shows that at E3 and people are like, whoa, wait a minute. What's this game all about? This is like a new Star Fox. Right. I got to buy the game for that reason. And I mean, it's brilliant marketing. Starlink still wasn't really a success critically or financially. So I, I would still roll the dice with Gods and Monsters of throwing in some of that Kid Icarus content. Even if I sell best on the Switch and I still don't sell well, at least we tried. We put yeah. in the effort to otherwise a game. And it's nothing against Gods and Monsters. The premise looks intriguing. It's just going to go up a, against a lot of other big software. And there's nothing about it that you know particularly stands out amongst the flood of everything else out there. So you really need that defining element. So, you know, take the chance, throw Kid Icarus. Maybe you sell. Probably not well enough to continue the IP, but you tried. Right. So You also get Kid Icarus trending as well, you know. Yes. And maybe maybe that that franchise gets brought back. So, you know, maybe it's 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 something that they consider doing. Yeah, so you know, we'll see. Shadow drop wise, can you really? I mean, we've seen Star Wars games shadow drop a few times after these directs. I don't know if Aspire has any more left. I don't think so. I, I I'm sticking with Sega. Um, I like your House Sega. of the Dead pick or um, the <laughs> uh, the Sonic Adventure collection. Okay, those are good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll go with. You know, I'll stick with House of the Dead. I mean, it's based on nothing but that there's been silence since they announced that they were working on it. And yeah, let's see House of the Dead get shadow dropped later this week or in a couple of days, not later this week. Yep. Now, all right, let's look at some of the Streamlab questions that we had over the course of the week. First up, we have a $5 donation from Slusher that says, thanks for the show and for the sunshine truth. The thing people don't understand is just how much Mario 64 blew the minds of us who had been 2D gaming for our entire lives. The anticipation for the follow-up was immense, and thus, Sunshine was pain. That is a good summary of Sunshine. Then we had a $5 donation from Skittles, who says, Hey, Nate, MVG, and guest who may or may not be Jeffrey Grubbery. 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 <laughs> Grubbery. I have a question about Double Fine. After Psychonauts 2, do you think they'll focus on one big project or multiple small projects? Will we see Brutal Legends 2 this upcoming generation? No. I say, yeah, no. no, no to Brutal Legends 2 and no to big projects. I think Microsoft will want to have Double Fine focus primarily on smaller projects just from cost efficiency and turnout efficiency. They're going to want to have Double Fine kind of as that studio they can lean on and say, put out some of those unique crafty crazy games that you guys really yep. focus on and put those out every you know we'll say 18 to 24 months and that's a better position for them to be in than give them a triple a budget and may have them make a game that could take four to five years absolutely and if you read about the development story of brutal legend it wasn't a very good experience for double fine a lot of there was a lot of issues that went along with that. And I think, you know, you got to play to 
the studio's strengths and Double Fine has always been that boutique studio that is is really good at those kind of smaller games Psychonauts 2 obviously is something that we're anticipating so yeah and I I also think that it would be very hard to pitch a AAA game if you were Double Fine to Phil Spencer and have him write you a check I mean I think that would be very difficult so yeah I, I, I think they'll stick to uh, their strengths Agreed and we had the $100 donation from I Love Shulk Abs, who we have dedicated this episode, and we read their comment at the beginning of the show. Then we had a $10 donation from Hey Hey Hi, who said, Hey guys, sorry, I was meant to do this a few weeks ago, but some things came up. Thanks for being a great voice in the community and for helping me embrace the hate. They then gave another $10 donation and said, do you guys know anything about what happened to those scale-bound rumors that popped up about 18 months ago? <laughs> it seemed that many outlets ran with it and had numerous sources detail information, but nothing has come from it. The story of scale-bound and the rumors that came up early last year about it making a return to the Switch is a long and complex story. The rumors, I would say, did have foundation to them the problem with some of these rumors is that while they have foundation sometimes the information comes a little too prematurely so it could have been that there was ongoing discussions for it to come to switch or that nintendo had interest in acquiring the ip from microsoft maybe even licensing the ip from microsoft but when rumors come out early in development or during early discussions what was true then can become untrue an hour later. And with Scalebound, I believe there was truth to the discussions and what we saw from these rumors. I do think that there were some meetings going on about the future of the IP, and maybe Nintendo had inquired about it. But if we see Scalebound come back in any form, I don't necessarily think it would be with the name Scalebound. It would still be the core premise it would still be Platinum following through with their original vision because Scalebound was a project that was originally pitched to Nintendo by Platinum for the Wii, and Nintendo rejected it. They didn't like the idea. They didn't like what the vision was going to be, and instead, they I believe they ended up greenlighting Wonderful 101, which in turn became an early Wii U game. And Microsoft came in, they approved the pitch for Scalebound because they really wanted Japanese support. They wanted a big exclusive. And originally Scalebound was a single player driven game of the dragon. And we saw some early footage of it in that form. And it changed into more of a multiplayer game because Microsoft had shifted their focus to multiplayer games with the Xbox One and they didn't want a single player driven experience. And this is where you kind of had some cultural problems where what Platinum wanted to do with the game and what Microsoft wanted began to clash and both sides have said they were at fault for the reason the game got cancelled and when these rumors came up you know it made sense Nintendo has been very friendly with Platinum over the years and Scalebound is kind of if Nintendo came out at an E3 or they walked out just an indirect and they showed the logo Scalebound with the Platinum logo at the end people would say wow how did Nintendo get Scalebound? It doesn't mean it would have been the game we saw on the Xbox One. It could have been a completely different project. It just happened to share the same name, but Microsoft owns the name. So, I mean, in basic summary, I think the rumors had merit, but 
I really wouldn't lean into them right now or expect anything to come of it. It was probably discussions were taking place. The information just came out too soon. And there's a good chance they probably just dissolved since then. Yep. Very well said. Very well said. And that's the last Streamlabs question we have. If you want to support the channel, we have the Streamlabs donation link in the description below. You can give a dollar or any amount you want. You ask us a question, we will answer it at the end of each episode. If you donate $100 or more, we will dedicate the episode to you. Like today's episode is dedicated to Shulk's abs. He's really feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) And that will do it for today's episode of Nate the Hate. If you like the video, be sure to give it a like, subscribe to the channel, and let us know your thoughts on the Nintendo Direct and our predictions in the comment section below. And let us know what you think Nintendo will have in the upcoming Direct. As always, thank you for joining me, NVG. Thanks for having me, and bring on the Direct. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yep, bring it on. Monday morning, here it comes. Let's <laughs> go. Let's see what Nintendo has for us. They've been silent for far too long. Let's see. And until next time, continue to embrace the hate. Thank you.